Hello, and thanks for joining us for this week's Mid-Bay News Update, brought to you by Cafe Bienville on John Sims Parkway in Niceville. One of my favorite places to go, for sure, especially for breakfast on Saturday mornings, is Cafe Bienville. They have the best beignets, uh, both me and my daughter, who pretty much just eats the sugar and then I eat the dough. Uh one of the best places and probably going to be one of my core memories here in the future as she gets older. So thanks to Cafe Bienville for sponsoring this week's update. Today, I'm going to have to talk fast because we've got a lot to cover. The Okaloosa County Board of Commissioners wants Tallahassee to make sure teenagers can buy guns again. Niceville football prepares for their first playoff game in the Jacksonville area, and the Heritage Museum wins a game-changing grant. Plus, we'll recap the big games this year and a group that will help seniors in need this Christmas. We're going to cover it all on the Mid-Bay News Update. The Okaloosa County Board of County Commissioners met this week to talk about what they hope to see Tallahassee do in the next legislative session where all the state representatives and senators meet for 60 days and hash out the new laws that are going to be delivered for approval to the governor's desk, where he'll sign them and make them law. Among the list of requests this year, the commission wants the Republican-led legislature to rescind a law that forbade the sale of guns to people under the age of 21. The Florida legislature passed that law in 2018 following the mass shooting at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Broward County. The commission's asked for a repeal of this law every year since 2018 without any changes, The commission has also asked for changes to the law that would allow off-duty police officers and sheriff's deputies under the age of 21 to carry their weapons with them off-duty. I've checked with local law enforcement, and so far, Niceville Police Department has given me a response. None of their officers are under the age of 21. The youngest one on the force was born in 2020, which also kind of makes me feel old. The commission's also asked the legislative delegates to continue pursuing a reform on mental health policies and procedures at the state level, a passion of Niceville State Representative Pat Maney. The commission has asked for $325,000 for a mental health program, which would be matched by another $325,000 from the county's coffers to expand the county's current mental health diversion program. Finally, the commission has asked our local government representatives to bring more money home for local libraries across the state. The Northwest Florida Heritage Museum, located in Valparaiso, recently hit a significant milestone by securing a $100,000 grant from Impact 100 Northwest Florida. This grant is a game changer for them, and it's all about expanding and enriching the cultural experiences in their community. So, what's the big deal with this grant? Well, the museum has a big dream. They want to build a brand new wing for their museum, and they needed some financial help to turn that dream into a reality. The project comes with a price tag of $175,000, and this grant covers more than half of it. The rest of the funding is going to come from a matching grant. The result, a fantastic 1,400-square-foot addition to their museum, which is going to be, as I said, a game-changer for them and the community. So here's the nitty-gritty of what they plan to do with this new space. Their main goal is to enhance their services to the community and finally put on display a bunch of exhibits that have been tucked away for far too long. This is great news because this means you'll see more local history and culture up close. But that's not all. They're also planning to host traveling exhibits as well. So if you're a fan of exploring different cultures and historical periods, this new edition will be right up your alley. 
The expanded space is not just about exhibiting stuff either. They'll be able to offer more classes, tours, symposiums, and events. And it's like they're turning the museum basically into a vibrant hub for learning and community engagement and culture. The museum believes that this new addition will help make the museum self-sustainable over time because they'll generate revenue from events and attendees will also donate money, which means that they can continue to offer these fantastic services and displays without constantly worrying about funding. In a nutshell, this grant is a huge win for the Northwest Florida Heritage Museum, their community, and anyone who loves history and culture like me. It's all about making these rich and valuable experiences accessible to everybody, and this new addition is a significant step towards achieving that goal. So, if you're in the area or planning to visit, get ready for some exciting new exhibitions and events at the Northwest Florida Heritage Museum. Niceville's favorite biker gang will band together to bring Christmas cheer to the residents of Niceville's Twin Cities Pavilion. The Third Planet Brewing Bicycle Club decided to do something a little bit different this holiday season. They'll support the residents of the Twin Cities Pavilion by stepping in and ensuring the residents don't miss out on Christmas this year. The Bicycle Club has put together a silver tree that they're going to put in the brewery with the names and desires of each resident of the Twin Cities Pavilion and are asking the community to adopt somebody from the tree and make sure that they have a great Christmas. And if you don't want to adopt an individual this year, you can also choose from a list of goods that the Twin Cities Pavilion needs in general and donate that stuff as well. To make sure everything runs smoothly, patrons are asked to leave their contact information with a bartender so that they can match the gifts with the right recipients. And then on November 30th and December 1st, donors can drop off the gifts that they've chosen during specific hours. It's all about spreading the holiday joy and ensuring that no one at Twin Cities Pavilion is left out during this festive season. And this isn't the first time that the Bike Club has extended a helping hand to our community. They've previously donated Halloween goodie bags and organized or participated in various community-oriented projects like toy drives for children, back-to-school campaigns, and even hurricane relief efforts. They have a really a true spirit of giving and this holiday season they're ensuring that that spirit is going to shine a little bit brighter it's a busy week on tap for the niceville area when we start up again on monday it's city council week which means that we will have plenty of information about what's going on in the cities of niceville and valparaiso from the decision makers themselves so Stay tuned on our social media or just go to midbaydews.com to get all that information. In addition, there's two big milestones in criminal cases that are going to take place next week. The men accused of killing two people in the parking lot of a shopping center in February of 2022 in Niceville will have their pretrial conference in front of Judge John Brown on Monday. The case, which involved men from both Niceville and Tallahassee, has seen several people face second-degree murder charges. And then Christian Viljohn, a man accused of attacking a Niceville-area teenager with a baseball bat back in the summer of 2022, may see the justice process start on Monday. His trial was supposed to start in September of 2022, but has been continued a total of nine times. Defense attorneys familiar with this type of case have told me, off the record, that this is a tactic defense attorneys will use to delay jail time as long as possible. Of course, that doesn't really mean that's what's happening here. We just don't know, and that's why Monday is going to be so important. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens, and we'll have all the details from both of those cases early next week. The 
Florida High School Athletic Association, the FHSAA, just announced the lineup for the 2023 high school football playoffs, and it's creating quite the buzz among football fans, as you might have guessed. This year's selection of postseason teams is not without controversy. Uh, Niceville is going to get a lot of attention this year. They've had an impressive season and are aiming for the second state title in their history. They've got some tough competition ahead. In their first round matchup, they'll be facing off against Nice High School out of Ponte Vedra. The Panthers knocked them out in the 2021 postseason. The Panthers have a 7-3 record this season, but neither team have played a third team in common, so there's not really a great way to measure the two teams other than to really just play the game, which is going to start at 6 p.m. Eastern in Ponte Vedra. If the Eagles manage to secure a win in their first round game, they'll advance to the second round, where they're going to play either the Navarre Raiders, who they've already beaten this year, or Bartram Trail, which is another school in the Jacksonville, St. John's County area. In total, the Eagles will have to win five in a row against the state's best to win the state championship. It would be the second state title win ever, and the first since 1988. Now, like I said, the the way the teams get into the playoffs is not without controversy this year. They use kind of a power ranking system like they do with... Uh, the uh, NCAA March Madness Basketball Tournament, which is interesting, but basically instead of taking like they used to the district winner and the district runner-up, they do a big math formula and uh, some, you know, voodoo and determine based off the strength of schedule and the number of wins in that strength of schedule, who gets in and who gets out. So the big loser this year was Pace. Pace went eight and two this year and had a close loss to Navarre High School, who is in the playoffs this year. Pace, uh, like I said, went 8-2, and two, uh, but the strength of schedule was just not perceived to be that hard this year by the FHSAA, and so they're sitting, they're going to sit home this year uh, and not be in the tournament. And I'd love to hear what you think about that, so drop us a comment about uh, the state power rankings, or state tournament, high school football in general. We'd love to hear what you think. And remember that that first playoff game for the Niceville Eagles is going to be 6 p.m. Eastern in Ponte Vedra. In the meantime, let's not forget about some other local teams. Rocky Bayou Christian School, Freeport, and Destin High School didn't make it to the postseason this year. It's always tough to watch from the sidelines, kind of like pace well when you've put in all that hard work during the regular season. Walton and South Walton are going to face off in the first round of the 2S state playoffs. These two teams, of course, have a history with one another, with Walton County coming out on top in their earlier contest this year in a tight 34-31 game. This game, as you might expect, is going to be a nail-biter, as rivalry games tend to be intense and unpredictable. And uh, if you remember anything about last year's football season, uh, you'll recall that Crestview lost to Niceville in Crestview in the regular season. Then the Bulldogs came to Niceville High School and beat them to move on. So, nothing set in stone, especially in high school playoff football. The Niceville girls soccer team really started this year out with a bang win, an 8-0 win, mercy ruling Arnold High School. Arnold was a state semi-finalist team last year, losing to Lincoln Trojans 3-0 to get knocked out of that tournament, which Niceville didn't even play in last year. On the score tally on Monday night were Sophia Edwards, Jeslyn Nelson, Taylor Curley, Ariana Jers, and Michelle Melanson. 
Oh, and Sophia Edwards also got in there for the eighth goal overall. Next stop for the girls' soccer team is a short road trip to Tallahassee. They're going to play Tallahassee Lincoln, who made it to the state semifinals after beating Arnold last year, and Tallahassee Childs. Tallahassee Lincoln is going to be missing Paige Churchill, their star player last year, who got 2.6 goals per game last year, making her the all-time leading goal scorer per game in Tallahassee Lincoln history. Meanwhile, the Tallahassee Childs Timberwolves are returning four of their top five scorers, so should be an interesting road trip for the Niceville Lady Eagles. And in college basketball news, Northwest Florida State College's women's team absolutely dominated Eastern Mississippi Community College 95-38. to Big scores in this game, Celia Rivière, Mekia Chase, Destiny McFall, and Mia Pierfax all had more than 10 points in the game. Destiny McFall, that former Temple Owls guard, had 11 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, and 3 steals. And Paris, France native Celia Riviere had 18 points and 10 defensive rebounds. They held East Mississippi Community College to just 4 points in the first quarter. And overall, East EMCC had a 21% shooting night down there in Scuba, Mississippi. Their next game is going to be tonight versus the Miami-Dade College Sharks. So get there early and be loud. Niceville High School's boys soccer team had their first game and win of the year over Choctaw, beating them 2-0. Seniors Evan Wise and Grant Wheeler supplying those goals. Goalie Tanner Boxberger had four saves on the evening for a clean sheet. They have a late game tonight as we're recording this Thursday night versus Gulf Breeze. And uh, we'll get those results to you hopefully this morning. The boys will visit Booker T. Washington High School in Pensacola next week for a game before hosting the Crestview Bulldogs after uh, Thanksgiving turkey dinner. So we'll see how they do in the opening moments of this year's season. Thanks again for joining us for this week's update. Hope that you got a lot of information that you can use this week. If you did, go ahead and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you're listening another way, just send us a message and let us know that this is working for you. We can't wait to hear from you and improve this thing even further as we go along. 